0: Welcome, Quest For You fans. I'm Janine, and you are listening to my podcast, Quest For You. Today I'm coming to you with a best-of episode. Every time I hit another 100 episodes, I pick a few of the previous 100 episodes and I repeat them. This gives me some time to come up with fresh content, and it gives you a chance to re-listen to some of my favorites, some of your favorites, and, and maybe just to catch up with episodes that you might have missed. Today, I want to bring you episode 417. The silent treatment is not effective communication. I thought this was a really important episode because quite often, more than I wish, I come across people that use the silent treatment to communicate something. Something they're not able to communicate With words, but the silent treatment doesn't work. Coincidentally, this weekend, as I was on my Instagram, I found a very good post by somebody I don't even follow and I don't even know. But the post said this the silent treatment is an adult temper tantrum. And it immediately caught my attention. So before I play you episode 417, I want to read you what it says underneath this post here on Instagram. ...by a person called Dr. Adrian Meyer... ...and it sounds like she is a psychologist or a therapist... ...but here's what she writes about silent treatment. The silent treatment is passive-aggressive... ...and is emotionally manipulative. It results in us feeling stressed, confused and angry. Essentially, the purpose of the silent treatment... ...is to punish us for something. The silent treatment is especially toxic... ...because it deprives us of a feeling of belonging and acceptance and results in us feeling powerless and that we have done something wrong or there is something bad about us. Although silent treatments typically involve not talking to or ignoring a person, it can also include withholding emotions and or affection, refusing to acknowledge your presence or make eye contact, withholding physical contact or affection, not showing any interest in you or your life. Some people use the silent treatment because they lack effective coping or communication skills, whereas others may do so intentionally as a means of punishment or control. Regardless of the reason, silent treatments negatively impact us and our relationships. And then she goes on on how to deal with the silent treatment. But I thought this was a very important message, and it also reflects somewhat in this episode that I recorded a few weeks ago. So I want to encourage you. If you're using the silent treatment with other people, reconsider it again. And I want to assume that it is because you don't know how to communicate with words. So maybe that is something you can work on. Maybe this is your task for a better you, your quest for you. And if you're on the other hand, dealing with someone who gives you the silent treatment, maybe it's time to speak to that person and let them know that this does not work for you open communication is the best way to start. And and if that doesn't work, maybe you need to make other decisions. But don't put up with the silent treatment. It is not effective communication. Enjoy episode 417 and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Much love. Welcome listeners to Quest For You. This is episode 417. Last week, we seem to have a practical week. Topics for everyday life to help you plan and prepare better, and as a result, be more effective. This week, if we had to give it a title, it looks like a controversial week. Topics that are maybe a little bit more on the edge, that you may not agree with, such as being yourself doesn't work, which we did start talking about last week. And that is completely fine. It is not my intention to convince you. I really only want to stimulate your thoughts with interesting topics that may help you look at things in a new and different way. It doesn't mean that you have to change, but it may mean you understand better. Today's topic might also be one of those that make you cringe a little bit. I don't plan my weeks like this, but I'm noticing there tend to be trends. And here's how I really wanted to name this episode today. Don't respond with silence. But that sounds a little too direct, so I changed it. The silent treatment is not effective communication. And I will show you why. And sometimes silence is a good response. But today, I specifically want to talk about silence as a treatment. A conscious decision to respond to a conflict by shutting down and avoiding all interaction with the other person. Is the silence treatment your preferred way to deal with anger, frustration, or with whatever inner turmoil you might be dealing with? If it is, today is the day to seriously reconsider this very ineffective style of communication. I'm going to address you today as the giver of the silence treatment, even though I know my listeners would never ever do this. But I found it a little easier this way to address the topic and I will also talk about the effect it has on the receiver, and I will give you a couple of tips at the end on how to manage it. If you recall yesterday's episode, we talked about nonverbal communication and the powerful messages it can send. Silence is another form of nonverbal communication. Just because there aren't any words spoken doesn't mean something isn't communicated. And you heard me mention it yesterday. When we don't speak, People look even closer at our nonverbal cues. I rarely resort to silence. If I do, it's for a short amount of time and just to gather my thoughts, or because someone else is giving me the silence treatment. I have been the recipient of silence many times. The last one I remember was for several hours while stuck in a car with the person. It was torture. Here's why. Kipling Williams, a professor of psychology at Purdue University, explains, excluding and ignoring people, such as giving them the cold shoulder or silent treatment, are used to punish or manipulate, and people may not realize the emotional or physical harm that is being done. I would agree. It's harmful. It feels awful not to be able to speak to the human being next to you. When we are close to another person, by living or working together, Or being in the same space together, such as a car or on vacation, where neither person can really leave, we feel like a caged animal. We want to do something, say something, and yet we can't. The other person has shut us out, and yet physically they are still there. I don't think that people who give the silence treatment are aware of the consequences. I think generally these people are deeply hurt and incapable to process their feelings. They are suffering, and they pull us into their suffering. You might say, yes, but maybe I'm still thinking on what to do with the situation. and Maybe I'm just not able to articulate my feelings, and I also need to protect myself. And to that I say, yes, one, this should be temporary. Two, you can do all of this while still maintaining a healthy dialogue with the other person. Maybe the topic of concern is not discussed at the moment because both of you need time, but that doesn't mean the entire relationship is on pause. A decision to not speak for hours in a car or for days while going about your daily life is more than just insecurity on what to say. It's a treatment, a punishment, a conscious effort to make the other person suffer for something they may have done. I am clearly aware that the silence treatment comes as a result of a mistake we may have made, something we said or did that most likely was not a good choice. Again, this happens, but it doesn't need to overshadow the entire relationship to the degree where communication is not possible anymore. Yet this is exactly what often happens. It starts with a disagreement or a misunderstanding about a simple issue, and from there it escalates. One instance is not viewed as one instance anymore. It's looked at as a pattern. Suddenly, everything the other person ever did is wrong. And from there, it spirals into something that threatens the future of the relationship. I'm not saying that sometimes the conflicts are not severe. Sure, they are. I've had my share of them. But I believe nothing, no matter whatever happens, warrants the silence treatment. And here is why. It's a complete loss of time. Nothing gets done in the time that you aren't talking. You might be simmering, but keep in mind, your issue involves another person. So without addressing it with the actual person, it's most likely not getting resolved. I know we like to make assumptions. And our assumptions make us happy because they work for us. They are the explanations our mind offers us, and we accept them. But, drumroll please... They may not be real. So you think you are productive and you're thinking things through, working it out for yourself, drawing conclusions and so forth. But you're only productive with your own mind, not with the other person. The purpose of a relationship is to work together, and that includes resolving issues jointly. The time you lose in silence is time you could use to clear your assumptions. To improve the relationship or even to seek help if it's needed. Instead, you make time stand still and nothing gets done. And not just for yourself, you're also holding the other person hostage who's also losing time waiting on you to resume speaking again. It's completely selfish. You're missing out on a transformative experience of your heart in your giving up on your small but crucial contribution. To making peace. The silence treatment is an immense waste of energy. For both, for you as it costs you a lot of emotional effort to try to ignore the other human being that is close to you. And for your partner or friend who is worrying, wondering, and probably really anxious, and it makes everything only worse. The longer you are silent, the bigger the wound you create, and the harder it becomes to repair. Because Here is what silence communicates to me. You don't care enough about me to speak to me. Simple as that. Speaking, communicating, talking, those are basics. We do it all day long with everyone and everywhere. If we cannot get ourselves to speak with the person next to us, despite what has happened, then we don't deserve to be in a relationship or even a friendship. If it's so bad that you cannot even utter one word, even if it's only, hey, I need some time to digest this, can we talk to more? Then why stick around? If you can't articulate your feelings, if you are too scared to say something, if you lack confidence to stand up to your partner, then I say, work on those things first before entering a relationship. Or maybe you are with the wrong partner. I may not be the person for you. Why waste needless energy being silent in a relationship? Do you see that it doesn't make sense? When two people cannot come together and speak about something that happened, then they probably shouldn't be together. It sends a very strong signal to me when my partner or friend gives me the silence treatment. Which brings me to my last point. The silence treatment indicates a loss of control over yourself. You may not be aware, but it communicates more than you may want to communicate. Not finding a word to say makes you look pretty weak. It also shows me that you cannot handle difficult situations. I've spoken about the fact that it shows you don't really care about me. It shows that your own feelings are more important than everything else. And it tells me clearly that you have issues maybe inner demons that you are not willing to deal with. Instead, you're putting it all on me. I've noticed that quite often, once the silence is over, things go back to normal, as if nothing has happened. The elephant in the room is never addressed. I see this quite often now in text exchanges. This may not be an outright silent treatment, But if you consistently respond to any difficult messages by not responding, it's an indicator you can't handle it. You don't have control over yourself. This doesn't mean you're out of control, it just means you cannot control difficult interactions that may come your way. Because here's the thing with the silence treatment, everything goes out the window. There's not even respect anymore for the other person. You're holding them hostage by not even acknowledging them and their feelings. If you cannot even do that, if you cannot at least assure them, yes, I heard you, I got your message, I am thinking about it, I'm unsure on how to respond right now, or simply asking, can you clarify this to me? Can we talk about this more some other time? Then you lack control over your emotions. You are unable to manage yourself and it affects me the other person. As the receiver of many silent treatments, I have done any or all of the following. I have interpreted the silence in a multitude of ways. I've talked back to a silent person as if they were talking, pretending they said something and responded to that. In essence, I had a conversation with my assumptions. I've excused myself just so the other person would talk, I've left, hoping it would help, and when it didn't, I returned. And in between, I have suffered a great deal. Mostly because I didn't know what's next. I am sure you can relate to this if you have received the silent treatment. I don't do this anymore, and I'm telling you, don't put up with it anymore either. Be very clear with the other person that this is not working for you. Silence as a communication, is not effective. You are available to speak about the issue, but there is nothing you can do with silence. Don't apologize for anything. Don't force the person to speak to you, and don't give any deadlines either. Make it clear that speaking and addressing the issue is the only way you are willing to continue. And if this doesn't work, then you move on. Remember, if someone cannot appreciate you enough to speak... Are they worth your time? So, if you or truly have given the silent treatment before, maybe your intentions were not so severe. But I wanted to offer the perspective from the receiver's side to show you the effects of it are severe. The person being treated with silence is in limbo. And limbo is a horrible state to be in. I've spoken many times on this podcast about our brains... And how they need safety and certainty. We need to know what's next. This applies as much to our relationships as to everything else. If we don't feel safe in our relationships, it can lead to stress, anxiety, depression, and possibly other physical illness. At least assure your partner that you're still there for them. That shows you care, despite the conflict. If it hurts you so bad that you want to end the relationship... Then do so, but don't hold someone hostage with silence as you are making up your mind. And then deal with your demons. Be vocal with yourself. Write out your emotions that you are unable to express. Speak to a close friend about your situation. Seek professional help. But a silent treatment is not an acceptable form of communication. Period. Silence is effective as a response in a few instances, and we have had an episode on that, it was 228, so I won't go into detail. But for severe instances, when you feel attacked or you're put under pressure, when you've been hurt and you need some time to deal with your pain, then temporary silence is acceptable. Take your time to heal, but don't turn it into a punishment for the other person, which can easily happen. We tend to turn hurt into anger and resentment. I encourage you, let the other person know what you're dealing with and give them an estimated time when you will be able to speak again. It's honest and fair. It gives the other person a sense of assurance and it will also let them know that you are not punishing them, that you just need some time. And it also helps them then to think about what they may have done to you that caused your silence. And maybe they will work on bettering themselves. Maybe they will seek help or come forth with an apology. You can turn the silence into something effective as long as you keep the other person in mind and your intentions are good. I hope this helped you. I know it helped me to understand the silence treatment better and detect it more easily. It doesn't always come just from our partners, it can come from friends as well. Let them know you're not putting up with it. Be vocal. Set those boundaries and don't allow others to play with your emotions. Much love.